0: First Corinthians chapter thirteen and verses one to four <clears throat> though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have left the I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. Though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long. Therein is the reading of God's word, as we consider this adult Sunday school class, Charity Suffereth Long, taken from First Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 1 to 4. William MacDonald said, well, even if a person could speak in all languages, human and angelic, didn't use this ability for the good of others, it would be no more profitable or pleasant than the clanging, jangling sound of matters clashing against each other. Here is shown the fundamental character of God that the Apostle Paul seeks to impart to the Corinthian Christians. Charity is the goodness of God working out in love and benevolence. It is a love that is sacrificial and unconditional that seeks to do the highest good for another person in the light of eternity. A love that was demonstrated by the life and death of Jesus Christ The life of a Christian is given to us here so that we may be able to learn well and know this life that God has for us to live, blessing the people around us by His grace. So Paul says in verse 2, though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. William MacDonald again said, Well, likewise, one might receive marvelous revelations from God. He might understand the great mysteries of God, tremendous truths, hitherto hitherto unto, unveiled or unrevealed, but now made known to him, he might receive a great inflow of divine knowledge naturally imparted. He might be given that heroic faith that is able to remove mountains. And yet if these wonderful gifts are used only for his own benefit, and not for the edifying of other members of the body of Christ. They are of no value. And the holder is nothing. That is, he is of no help to others. Paul is citing the worth of a true Christian walk. The Christian faith is an expression of God's love. He concluded that, He is not valuable as an instrument for God's glory if He does not exercise charity. And this matter of Christian charity is a fruit of the Spirit. That we need to take time to cultivate our spiritual life. We need to take time to examine the characteristic or the character of God's love and to seek that the Lord may impart it to us as a gift from heaven, as a gift from on high. This word charity in our text here describes the outworking of God's love in the life of the believer. This love is unconditional and sacrificial, as exemplified by Christ's life. As the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 and 6 For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. Christ's example. He lived to pour out his life so that we might be saved. When Christ was upon earth, his life was a poured out life, a life that he has given himself willingly, empowered and dued with omnipotence, He came and he lived as man, bearing, living the infirmities of man, and showing forth, bearing forth the power of God in his life toward the people that came into his life. It was described in Matthew chapter 9 that Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, Healing every sickness and every disease among the people, but when they saw the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Having compassion on them, that was the love of God that came to us through Christ. When we were without hope, without help, lost in trespasses and sin, God came to us. The Lord visited us in our time of need, in our time when we could not put body and soul together. The Lord came to us and He healed us and He met with us. He saved us. We were fainting. We were scattered. We were in trouble. And there He reached out to us. That's the life of the Christian, isn't it? God has given us life, everlasting, Cleanses us of all our sins. And having cleansed us of all our sins, We have the power to say no to sin and to live a holy and righteous life, a beautiful life, a life that would cause the people around us to turn and say, Hey, how come everyone is distressed, miserable? But somehow there is a way out always in your life. What is the secret? How come the Lord, your Lord or your God is so good to help you? I would like to find out more. I would like to find out more. I can see a change that is in your heart, in your life. You were like that and now you are like that. I can see the change, the transformation. Well, what an opportunity to share the power of the Savior, the power of His cleansing blood to save us from our sins. This word charity has a definite article attached to it. The definite article attached to this love describes the specific characteristic or identity of such a love. So, in chapter 16 or chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, Paul is going to describe to us the character of God's love to help us to see Jonathan Edwards he was a revivalist during the Great Awakening in America. He would recite 1 Corinthians 13 every week to remind himself the character of God's love and how we need to manifest it, to understand it, and to pray to the Lord to help us so that we may conform to that image to that love that he has taught us. This agape type of love, Paul seeks to impart to us. So he's teaching us to help us to see the character of God's love. And so for us to be transformed, for us to be changed, to the image of Christ. We need to know who he is. His character, his demeanor, his disposition, the way he lives, the way he acts. And the Apostle Paul here puts it down for us to help us to see clearly what that that agape love really is. And so in verse 3, he tells us what it is not. What it is not. And oftentimes, we think that it is, but it is not. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, Though I give my body to be burned it profiteth me nothing. Paul is getting to the bottom of the matter when he asks the Corinthian Christians to check their motives for their good works. Is it done with a genuine, sincere heart for the good of honouring and glorifying God and the spirit of true love? If it is not, the greatest deeds of charity, of giving away all our goods to feed the poor, of giving our body at the stake to be burned, will avail nothing in the sight of God. Isn't it? Just as Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount, to help us to see, to ask His people to understand what truly is the Christian character. William MacDonald again said, observed insightfully if you were merely trying to attract attention and seeking a name for yourself or himself, then that display of virtue would be valueless. So, Paul is striking hard to help us to see the true character of God's love. And then he came to a point, the point... He says, charity is long-suffering. This love is described as one that suffers. Indeed, Christ came as a suffering servant. And the Jews, until today, could not see. They could not understand Isaiah 53, that their Messiah is not one that would come riding on a white horse, on an s coat without glory, without pomp, not as the world would see it, to suffer shame, to endure pain, to undergo distress, For our sake, the word there, long-suffering, describes one having to bear or endure what is painful, having to undergo distress inflicted by others. The King James translator adds the adjective long to describe the enduring nature of this patience. In this context, it describes the believer as exhibiting patience, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness in avenging wrongs afflicted by others. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And something that the Lord wants us to bear in our life, in our relationships with our, the members of our families, the way we would interact between husband and wife, between parents and children, between children and parents, in our interaction in the workplace, with our colleagues, the fruit there describe a state of emotional quietness in the face of unfavorable circumstances. It shows the character of patience, long-suffering, as opposed to showing hasty anger. It's quite tough, isn't it? I remember there was once I was on a trip, mission trip to Malaysia, and we were on an overnight trip Bus, And I was on the way home and it was after midnight and we were all allotted seats on our tickets. And so I went to my seat and it was, it was a double-decker bus and I went to the where I was to be seated but there was someone else there and so I began to ask him Sir, I think there's can I check your ticket number because uh, I have this ticket number here that tells me that this is a seat that I'm supposed to sit, or else I would have to be occupying somebody else's seat. He refused to budge. He refused to move. He just stayed put where he was. And then we, I was, so I had to go to the driver and said to him that you know. Uh, so at that time we were already very tired because we spent one night uh, on the bus 12 o'clock, reached our destination at about 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning and had the whole day of meetings until midnight so whole day until midnight the next day, I was taking the bus on the way home hoping to come back 7 a.m. in the morning and there, there was a man saying, No, that's my seat. So I began to feel weary and tired. And I wanted my seat <laughs> because I needed the needful need rest, because there's work after that. So we met there was a break in between, I met him outside and we were confronting each other face to face and I said to him well, of course we were in a state of physical confrontation and well, there was a someone beside me and at that time i was getting upset and his wife was scolding him from top to bottom asking him to go back to his seat and the f- the friend of mine who was there we were we always travel Sometimes we have companion. So he said to me, not worth it. Don't bother. We want to go home. We don't want to spend the night at the police station. So at that time, I had to make a choice. In the hastiness of my, or in the weariness of my uh, spirit, And in the strength of my own anger I wanted to take him down But I restrained myself I said no, I must not It's not the way of the Christian And I had to restrain myself And said, no. I will not do anything. So, we had a discussion. The driver told me, there's a seat upstairs. I rest myself, went upstairs. We avoided a confrontation. I helped myself. Whether he punched me or I punched him, whether I get a black eye or, you know, he gets a knockout. <laughs> doesn't matter. But what matters is this: that there, we have left there a possibility of a testimony, because we are still in the flesh. And in our weariness, and in our weakness, we can still fall. And so, unless we are constrained by the Spirit to hold ourselves, to withhold ourselves, So here it's defined as an emotional quietness in the face of unfavorable circumstance. This word is opposed to the word that is also translated patience, describing a man's disposition to bear under difficult circumstances. So the two Greek words, kupomone, to bear under Difficult circumstances and moth row to mayo to exercise understanding and patience towards people. Right? We studied the book of Job. We saw that Job was tried both ways. In his circumstances, he lost everything and he had to be confronted with three friends who lambasted him caused him to have no peace throughout the time of his affliction well finally he had to pray for them before God would restore him in other words he had to forgive them before he can pray for them before the Lord would restore him it was a spiritual lesson a spiritual fruit that the Lord wanted him to bear. This spiritual trait enables the believer to forgive one another who has afflicted hurt through malice. We observe that one who possesses God's love has an enduring character of patience called long-suffering. The biblical character Joseph, described in the book of Genesis, was sold at the age of 16, by his jealous brothers as a slave to Egypt. He had to undergo great sufferings as a slave. He was thrown into jail because he acted righteously against the advances of his master's wife. Subsequently, he was given wisdom to interpret the dreams of Joseph or Pharaoh. God helped him to make good, to be released from prison and promoted to second in command to manage the coming famine. That he predicted from Pharaoh's dream in the course of events the famine impacted his brothers and they came to Egypt to buy grain it was only then that he realized the reason why God worked by way of the betrayer of his brothers it was to preserve the chosen seed of Israel his brother's evil act to destroy Joseph was turned by God to work out his good plan of salvation for the family. Joseph forgave his brothers. He exercised much patience or long-suffering to control himself from exacting revenge on his brothers. He was in a good position to take revenge, but he did not. Men meant evil, but God turned the table. God made it beautiful for Joseph, In his time, in the course of time, God molded Joseph's character and he demonstrated God's love in the biblical trait of long-suffering. Are you going through a difficult time in your relationship with another person? It may be a family member, a classmate, or even a colleague. Do remember that God saved you that you can be a testimony for Him. We can develop this character trait of long-suffering through the surrendering of our will to our Lord through prayer. It takes time to cultivate the soul. You have to be convinced in your heart the truth of God's Word, that character, that particular character, how you're going to act You need to be able to see it for yourself. And the Bible provides us with the examples so that when you are confronted with a scenario automatically inside you the Spirit of God will bring to mind the spiritual or biblical response that God has inculcated in you Because you have taken time to cultivate your soul. Taken time to meditate and think and think through concerning your response. How you would respond. It is not at that moment of testing that you can respond well. It is not at that time. But rather, it takes time to make Good. It takes time to be able to respond before they would, we would be able to know what is God's will, how we ought to respond, what we ought to do that is right in the sight of God for His honour and for His glory. When we would seek the Lord... And pray and ask God to form His image in our hearts. Ah, you realize that when you are faced with the tests, you, you can fail. You may fail. The Lord may allow you to fail, but He also will allow you to see clearly what is His will. What is the character by which He would, or what is the response that He would want you to show? And you pray and seek the Lord's forgiveness and ask the Lord to give you the strength to respond in a godly way the next time. We can fail, we can fail many times but if you seek the Lord's forgiveness, He will forgive you. And you will not give up. You would continue to want to be a testimony for the Lord. Then the Lord will give it to you. By His grace, He will form His character in you. But you need to know that you need to be patient. You need to be long-suffering. And I pray that the Lord would help us to form this kind of character in our hearts because that's how the Christian faith will overcome the world. That was what the Lord did He suffered. And we too must suffer. But in the suffering, in His death, also came the resurrection. He was triumphant over sin, over death. So, whoever you are trying to win, well, I pray that the Lord would help us by charity that he would enable us to have the victory to show forth the character of Christ the person of Christ in our lives that indeed our families would be wholesome because we understand what is Christian charity. And our family, our church would be wholesome because the members understand what is Christian charity. May the Lord help us. Let us pray. Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word. Comfort and strengthen Thy people. May Christ be formed in us. May Thy spirit more the character of Christ in and through us. This I pray with thanksgiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.